Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabir. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, NFL, (laughs) Beach, F1, football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank you. Ciao. Hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. My name is Pablo. Welcome back to another episode of NFL 101. I'm here with the guests of the Alex Leak and Friends Network. I have Alex Leak and Dustin Nwikiza on the podcast. How are you guys? Doing good. Thanks for having us again. Yeah, thanks. Really appreciate it. Um, Really nice talking to you guys. That's why you guys are back here. Um, a lot has happened. Obviously, week six is done, and um, we haven't seen the NFL mic'd up episode yet, which has me wondering. It's, it's, it always bugs me when I do an episode without seeing the mic'd up version. <laughs> yeah, that's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, but there are a couple of interesting topics here to talk about. Obviously, the, the talking point, we have to speak about the Jets. Um, it seems like New York is firing. Obviously, the the Bills are like no one, ex- everyone expected them to be to be firing. Um, the Giants obviously beating the Ravens, but the Jets, um, the the shock team from New York, actually, um, coming through with a win from Green Bay, Wisconsin, um, upsetting the Packers at Lambeau. Man, reaction reaction first from Alex Slick. Um, yeah, I mean, impressive win to go into Lambeau, beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, you know, we liked the Jets' young draft class. You know, Sauce Gardner, Reese Hall, these guys, and they're playing really well. Credit to Robert Sala. He seems to be turning that franchise around quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's always fired up on the sidelines. Um, obviously, another another draft... Um, Basically, another rookie that you mentioned from from this draft, Bruce Hall, obviously coming coming up. But Sauce Gardner basically stole the show. We saw him wearing um, that cheese on his head um, on Sunday. But yeah. can, can we quickly talk about how how terrible um, basically the the Packers are on special teams? Because this seems to be a recurring thing with them. I think they were thirty second in the league last year. On special teams, they were 31st the year before. They changed their special teams coordinator. They have a new one now. Um, Dustin, basically, um, they blocked a punt um, they had that was returned for six. Um, they, the Jets also blocked a field goal. How terrible is the Packers' uh, special teams? Yeah, I mean, you know, from watching the game, it's not very good. And you would think that they would have made changes, you know, hiring Rick Mataccia. You know who in my opinion is a pretty good coach at whatever you hire him to do you know so it's pretty shocking that the Packers are still that bad at you know special teams yeah 100% and Alex obviously remember the the reason why these guys obviously didn't go all the way to the Super Bowl is because they failed on special teams as well against um, the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs in the divisional round is that something that they need to solve before the playoffs roll around absolutely it's shocking to me because you know you can excuse the offense taking a step back because you lose Devontae Adams and stuff like that but 
the they hired Rich Basaccia specifically to turn that special teams around. Um, they knew it was a problem last year. They've known it's a problem for a few years now. And uh, now in 2022, we're still seeing issues with it. So it's definitely a major concern for Green Bay. Yeah, obviously. And that defense is still okay, even like without Zadarius Smith um, playing there, obviously, is in Minnesota now. But they, 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 need, they need to solve it. Obviously, credit to Robert Sala and the New York Jets. Obviously, they have a young team. I think, I think they have to be the youngest team in the NFL now. Because uh, the, I think the oldest person on the team has to be Joe Flacco, who is like 41 or something. Um, yeah, but credit to the Jets, obviously they are playing really well. Um, I had Gareth Gareth Wilson basically my pick for for Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, he hasn't played lights out, but he has he has been solid. hasn't played um, bad games, obviously. But um, expecting a lot from him. Expecting obviously a lot from Zach Wilson. Obviously he's now back healthy. Basically, do you think the Jets can can? Let, let me let me do you think the Jets can get to like second in the division is that is that a possible finish for them obviously Miami have the have problems of their own and New England as well Dustin go ahead yeah um so the answer to your question is I believe I still believe in Miami you know I think they're just struggling right now because they've been without Tua you know at mm. the end of the day Miami's offense has too much talent to not finish second in that division. And mm -hmm. the Jets, you know, they're a good team right now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But? But I got the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, obviously the Dolphins started hot, winning three off the bounds, and obviously they lost the following three, which is, that's why they're three and three now. Um, it's nuts for them. Obviously, missing Tua is, is a big deal. Uh, I think Tua is back in practice right now, obviously, um, recovering from that concussion. And we expect him maybe somewhere week eight to expect Tua to be back on the field. But right now, it seems like they're rolling with, with um, Bridgewater, who... Obviously, Skylar Thompson also was forced out of the game as well with, with concussion. Basically, Dolphins have have some problems to solve as well. But for me, I think I think the Jets could be could be could be a surprise team. Like I, I think they could go something like nine and eight, and that would be the perfect season for them in like maybe a couple of decades. And maybe they could get a wild card spot. Um, but we, we all know the AFC is, is tough and like getting out of like the division and into the playoffs is almost like unfathomable for teams that have such um, young young head coaches, young quarterbacks, young young players overall. It's it's tough. But hopefully the Jets actually get that figured out. Um, another talking point, obviously, um, with with New York is the Giants and the Giants actually beat the Ravens. My Ravens. Um, this is the third time that we are leading with with double double points with double figures and and going ahead to lose the game. We were leading 2010 at some point and we we, we lost the game basically sometime in the fourth quarter, which is just sad. Um, Alex, basically. Before before we talk about the Ravens, how good are the Giants? Because no one is actually rating them. They're five and one, and it's it seems like they're in no one's conversation to to make a deep playoff run. Yeah, I mean they're surprising everyone. They're getting some big wins, you know. Beat the Packers, beat the Ravens. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's surprising. 
to be honest. I mean, Saquon Barkley is playing a big role in that, you know, being healthy and looking like his old self. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Jones, to his credit, is playing better, you know, and mm-hmm. seems to be protecting the ball more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that defense, you know, is pretty good. Kayvon Thibodeau, the rookie defensive end, makes the game-winning uh, play in that mm-hmm. game. Um, mm-hmm. Do I think the Giants go on a deep playoff run? No, I don't. I need to see more. Uh, I like what Brian Dable, the head coach, is doing, but it's a tough division. You know, I think the Giants finish third. I still think the Cowboys and Eagles are the, the two best teams in that division. And if I'm going to make a bold prediction, uh, I got the, the Giants play in Jacksonville this Sunday. I got Jacksonville in uh, week seven. Yeah, Jacksonville is always tough, and that's that's not a bad shout. Yeah, but I I agree. Over, I agree with you. It, that division this year is is crazy, and we are expecting Dak Prescott to be back, if not week seven, week eight. Like it is it, really close to coming back. And according to reports, he's he's excited. Obviously, Kuparash had a game to forget. Obviously, against against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, and. Um, that division is always tough to come out of. New defensive coordinator as well, Wink Martindale, obviously. That's why um, they had that big play in the fourth quarter and basically they won the game. But do you like the Giants? Like, Even the New York Giants fans are not exactly sure how good this team is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. so I do like the Giants and for one reason, and that's Saquon Barkley, okay? Mm-hmm. When he's healthy, the Giants are a whole different ball football team, you know. And uh, Daniel Jones, when, when he don't turn over the ball, the Giants are yeah. a different football team. I mean, they're obviously not going to win the East because, to me, the Eagles are just a damn good football team, man. They've been beating people pretty good. And, uh, you know, so I'm not sure how far the Giants can go right now. But, yeah. you know, a healthy... Saquon, the sky is a limit, in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. He's a he's a superstar, and obviously they they um they, they won against the Packers in London, and basically the entire world just saw him basically dancing on the Packers. They 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 actually pretty well. They actually play pretty well when 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 he's running the ball for them. That's why um they're basically currently flying. Um, okay, let's speak let's speak about the Ravens because. This is this is a touchy this is a touchy subject for me because the Ravens have not won consecutive games at all this season. We are in week six, like the one week one they they basically lost week two. They won week three. They they lost week four. They, like you get the point. Simultaneously, they are, they have been winning simultaneously, which for a, for a team that wants to build the momentum to go to actually win games and like when it really matters, like during the playoffs, if you really want to get over the hump, you need to win game after game after game after game. And currently, they they can't do that. Um, like from 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 an outside perspective, from someone who maybe is not biased with the organization, like I am, Alex. What do you think is is the problem with the Ravens? You know, I'm trying to figure that out, to be honest. Um, I think they're very talented. They got, you know, everything they need. Um, You know, Lamar is the man, you know, obviously. I think, you know, I think they should have beat the Giants. They had a lead. They were playing good. Uh, To me, the biggest reason they lost to the Giants is a couple late turnovers, you know, and that can doom even the best teams. Um, Mm Yeah. 
But there is starting to be a pattern of blown leads in all three of their losses. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, it was encouraging to see Kenyon Drake go for a season-high 119 yards and a touchdown. They need some running game to go with Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, is the defense the issue? Uh, you know, is losing Wink, Wink Martindale an issue? What do you think, Pablo? Yeah, for, uh, for, like, over, I, I don't think the defense is any good. Obviously, um, we, tried, we tried to get a pass rush going, which we, we, we failed terribly last year. Um, that's why that's why um, we, we tried to resign Justin Houston. Um, Odafe Oe was a rookie last year. He's he hasn't stepped up at all this year. I think he only has the one sack. And we drafted a couple. We signed a couple a couple of pass rushers. Um, Michael Pierce is I think he's out for the season, which is just a bummer. And we, basically, our pass rush hasn't gotten gotten any better. Obviously, we have um, Calais Campbell in there. He's like we expect him, him to get pressures, but we don't expect him to get like maybe a double digit sacks like for the season, which is which is just crazy. And the secondary hasn't stepped up at all. Obviously, um, we can't put everything on the shoulders of the rookie um, that we drafted 14th overall, Kyle Hamilton. And like it, it, there's a lot of things going on, and obviously people will point out at the at the rookie defensive coordinator just, just that just came in, Mike McDonald, which is. It's 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 very lazy to point to point him out, um, but the players need to step up because this, this it's it's a recurring trend where basically the defense does nothing for in the fourth quarter. I think in the fourth quarter we're we're, we're allowing something like twenty eight points on average. I think obviously the, the Dolphins game just like exploded the numbers, but we we concede a lot in the fourth quarter, which. I think that's part of the problem. I don't know if it's a bit of tiredness or like just lagging. I'm I'm not exactly sure. But for me, the problem I think I think whenever teams struggle, it's easy to point at the at the coaching. Um, obviously, um, John Habo has done an incredible job for the team for like 14 years now. But I think it's it's for me. I have a problem with the front office, which is crazy to to think of having a problem with the front office but i think i think that's that's where it's that that's where my my frustration stems from um dustin where, where, where does your frustration um, stem from regarding the ravens you know uh first of all to me the ravens are way too talented to be at 500 you know mm -hmm. they, they have a lot of talent on that football team but my frustrations are you know same as kind of like alex's you know like and yours giving up big leads like you know, again, you're too good of a team to be giving up, you know, a lead or, you know, choking in the in a game, you know, especially with Lamar as your quarterback. You know, he's a Lamar's a superstar. And I don't know what the issues could be right now, but the Ravens are just way too talented to be three and three. Yeah, I agree. I think I think I think the Dolphins game we were leading like thirty six something something like thirty six fourteen. Which were like I think we were leading by that's six fifteen I think so I think we were leading by twenty one points and obviously we went ahead and lost the game I think um, the Bills game we were leading twenty to three seventeen points we went ahead and lost the game the Giants game obviously twenty to 10, 10 points we went ahead and lost the game for me I think I think I think we we have to obviously sit down and look at well, here is my first my frustration with the front office I think I think. 
Eric DeCosta has not done a good job ever since he became general manager of the, of the Baltimore Ravens. I think the, the the organization as a whole is known for its stability and that's why it's 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 harder to criticize the front office because the the stability has always been there and regardless of what storm always like comes basically with the shows in Baltimore I think the, the organization always like rides it out really well. And that's why it's it's harder to criticize the front office. But I think I think Eric Dicosta has not done a good job. Um, I mean, the minority of Ravens fans who think who think who have this this uh, thinking. But um, for me, just looking back at it, obviously he came into the organization, got the job a few years a few years ago, 2019, when he got the job. Obviously, his first round pick, Marquis is Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. We all know how that went down. He's in Arizona now. Granted, we have a good safety. A good, a good center um, to uh, that actually snaps the ball for Lamar Jackson now. Um, but I think I think he hasn't done a good job drafting. Um, the, there hasn't been really a, a, a player that he drafted that has been lights out for the team. Obviously, Lamar Jackson was drafted by Ozzy Newsom. Um, thinking, I think going back, obviously Patrick Quinn in 2020, he has been underwhelming first round pick. Um, Odafe Owe in 2021, he has been underwhelming. Rashad Bateman is, is out now with a groin injury. I'm trying to think who else has been has been lights out like, that he has drafted. Like we have been crying for him to dra- to sign a free agent wide receiver that is actually really good, or, or, or to trade for a wide receiver that is actually really good. We haven't seen that. Obviously, um, he signed. Sammy Watkins last year. Sammy Watkins is with the Packers. Is not even playing really well. Um, who else? Deshaun Jackson just signed a couple of days ago. He's 35 years old, 15 years in the league. Um, I'm not entirely sure if he'll have the production that he ha- that he had with the Eagles like years ago. Like I'll, I'll, I don't think Eric Dicosta has done a good job, like to support Lamar, and, like to provide the weapons that we need, or just like to set up a good football team. Obviously, the talent is should be there on paper, but it hasn't translated to the field. That's that's my big problem with it. I have one question for you, uh, Pablo. So, like, mm-hmm. how how much do you trust these younger receivers like Duvernay and Wallace, and then also how big of a loss in moments like this is Hollywood Brown? Um, I think I think I think Hollywood is I, I don't think he's a big miss. Like he's he's not even playing for Arizona. I think he's out indefinitely. They expect him to be out for like four weeks. Yeah. So his his problems in Baltimore has is, is carried them over to Arizona. And in Baltimore he used to miss like games with obviously hamstring issues, groin issues. He's he's just that type of player who is injury prone. So I don't think missing Hollywood is, is a big deal. I think missing Rashad Bateman is a big deal because all through his entire college career, he was always like a healthy receiver. He he never missed games, obviously, due to injuries. I think he, he, like like short uh, muscle injuries, I think he usually sat out a game or two and then he was usually was on the field most of the time. I think missing him is a big deal. I don't know why he's, he's, it's harder for him to adapt to the league. He's missing time. Um, in terms of the receivers that we have, I think Duvernay is, is like you guys know Duvernay is a ball. Like you've seen him play throughout the first six weeks, is incredible. I, I think for him is is the only receiver that I trust. Although James Prochet has shown stints um, over the years, I think um, in the preseason um, this year or last year, I think I'm not entirely sure. 
I think last year because last year we we played the commanders and he had a, he had a pretty good game against them. But Prochet can actually bowl, although he's also missed um, time this this year due to injury. Tyler Wallace, I'm not entirely sure. Oklahoma, he was he was great for them um, back in Oklahoma. Obviously, um, that's. I'm not entirely sure. We haven't seen it in the pros. Like we know what he, what he did in college, but we haven't seen it in the pros. So I'm not entirely sure. I'm, uh, in terms of the, the receiving core, I, I only think Rashad Bateman and Duvernay are the, are the receivers that we have. The other guys, maybe they step up. I'm I'm not entirely sure about of the trust that I have in them. So I think that's a very uh, well-founded take to to criticize the GM because. If you look around the division, compare the Ravens receiving core to the rest of the division. Look at, imagine what Lamar Jackson would do with the Bengals receivers. Jamar mm-hmm. Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Matt, you know, uh, the Steelers, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, mm-hmm. even the Browns with Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku. So yeah. I think, you know, I love Mark Andrews. But I think it is fair to put a little bit on there, like, you know, but but at the end of the day, Pablo, for me, I'm not too worried. I still think the Ravens win the division. I think they turn it around. They got a big game coming up on Sunday against the Browns, but that's a winnable game at home. I think they win that. And, uh, you know, I was telling Dustin this last night. It's better to struggle early in the season than late. So... You know, yeah. while while it sucks and it's frustrating in week, you know, six going into week seven, you still have time to figure it out yeah. and uh, go on a run in the second half of the season. You know? Yeah, yeah, and like obviously, Mike Mark Andrews is is for me the best Titan in the league right now. I, I think Kelsey is incredible, but Kelsey is a tad bit. Obviously, the four after I'm speaking this after he scored four touchdowns against Las Vegas, but like he is, he is obviously he's incredible. But I think Andrews is is, is the best I turned right now. But mm-hmm. Andrews was drafted by Ozzy Newsom in 2018. Like I'm 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 trying to think who Eric DeCosta actually brought in that 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 has been basically the best player that we've had. Um, like there's nobody, and for me, like obviously, like the. We like we lost Lamar Jackson for five games last year, and obviously we lost him because he didn't have an offensive line. And the, like the big talking point that Eric DeCosta, if you listen to his press conferences from last year, his big talking point was, I didn't like his, his big talking point was he didn't think that we needed to sign or draft an offensive lineman because he expected Ronnie Stanley, who had missed like 17 games uh, or 16 games in 2020, to actually be back. Obviously, Ronnie Stanley came came in for the one game and he had a setback and like obviously he, he was out for the entire year. Like he he hasn't like he's just been wishing. Like I'm I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. How, obviously, he's a smart guy. Like listening to him speak, obviously, he's, he, he's someone that thinks critically about the game and about where he wants the football team to be. But in terms of the decision making and the players that he's brought in, and like basically, he hasn't he hasn't done a good job. Like if 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 I, I, I would give him a grade, I'd give him a C minus because. I haven't seen anything from him. Um, basically, these players, the players that he's brought in, should play well. For some reason, they are not, and I think I think that's that's part that's part to maybe him or maybe the coaching staff. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, for him being the leader of the, of the organization, has been a lot a lot of 
default on Eric because on here. And also not to mention Lamar Jackson doesn't have a deal yet. And like the, if if that that should like be the, the entire like culmination of my like point against him. Yeah. Because like thinking about the Buffalo Bills and where they are with 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 Josh Allen like they don't have to worry about a contract for Josh Allen they don't have to worry about a contract for Stefan Diggs obviously Gabriel Davis is up for an extension after after this year so I'm 100% sure that will get sorted almost immediately like they they went out and traded for they not traded they signed one of the best pass rushers um in the league von miller they didn't even think about it they just put 120 million dollars on the table and they said here we go like come play for us and the rave the ravens rarely do that and it's it's frustrating man like i, I for me I, i don't think eric because has done a good job and obviously ravens fans will point out at greg roman and basically the offense um plays that are, that get called during the game or like basically our secondary getting touched but the the gm hasn't done a good enough job to put a team that can win consistently on the field that's my thought on it yeah i agree i think it's uh, absolutely fair and uh i agree on deshaun jackson it's like you're trying to add wide receiver help but deshaun jackson you know he's well past his prime i would have been looking at a guy maybe like odell beckham junior I wonder mm-hmm. how much TY Hilton has left in the tank, you know, someone like that. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously the the trick with Deshaun is like cover him deep. He only has that one trick move like Yeah. Like if like, like if you have a safety down there covering him like you're good. You don't have to worry about him like someone like TY Hilton, I think obviously good hands. Um obviously a gritty wide receiver like tough um basically I think I think that's obviously his age is coming up with TY as well but like just like someone else someone else i don't think ravens fans are happy with Deshaun jackson as well i'm i'm writing about it um by the time this episode comes out you guys can check it on dine sports as well it's it will be up there dinespressbox.com just um yeah, yeah. But, The, the, the Ravens are frustrating, especially like looking forward to games and like seeing. Obviously, you're winning, and then like you take a, a, a setback in the fourth quarter. It's deflating. One last uh-huh. question for you, Pablo, about the Ravens. Um, do yeah. You, do you trust Jim or John Harbaugh in the long run? I mean, like he's he seems to have been a letdown these last couple of years. You know, with making bad decisions and going for it on fourth down, causing you guys some games like. Do you think maybe it's time to start looking at him? Um I'm not I'm not entirely sure because like like maybe 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 like you get rid of John Harbour like who who do you bring in like who's out there that's better like Obviously John Harbo is a Super Bowl winning coach. I think he has been with the Ravens for maybe 14 years and he's only had uh, a losing season like twice which I think 2015 and last year where well, 2015 was something like 5 and 5 and 12 or something along or 5 and 11 and like last year obviously 8 and 9 and obviously last year the team was was banged up a lot um like going going on it on fourth down last year i i i i didn't think those were bad decisions especially like obviously we know Chaka can kick and like basically putting him in basically gives you guys a chance but i think like during the like during the heat of the game most of those um decisions to go for it on fourth down i didn't think were, were that bad i just think obviously that the offense didn't like get the one yard or the two yards that they were supposed to get and obviously that has translated to this season as well so the the game against the jets um they actually the 
the offense drove and got to the one yard line and just couldn't get into the end zone which is just mind-boggling on four downs they couldn't get into the end zone on the one yard line which is just like um i i i, I the decisions to go for it on fourth down i don't particularly dislike i don't think that's that's a caveat for for the for for him for, for like to point at him and like getting rid of john Harbour, i don't I, i'm not entirely sure there's a there's another head coach out there that's better i'm not entirely sure yeah, I agree. It's like you only move on from the head coach if you feel like you ha- uh, have an upgrade available, you know, and know who you're going to go get. I like John Harbaugh. I would give a lot to have John Harbaugh as the head coach of the Bears. Um, <laughs> I haven't agreed with all of his coaching decisions, but he's, like you said, he's a former Super Bowl champion, and I trust mm-hmm. him more than, you know, more than 25 other coaches in this in the league, so... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I also think like uh, fans like fans get spoiled. Like obviously we have Steelers fans that want Mike Tomlin out, which is just mind-boggling for me because I can't yeah. fathom the Steelers like without Mike Tomlin. He's he's <laughs> basically like I, I like I'm like if if I had to choose between Mike Tomlin and John Harbour, I think I'd take Mike Tomlin because he he always wins regardless regardless who he has regardless of who he has at quarterback, regardless of the receivers that he has or like regardless of what type of defense he he has like like point A he just beats the Bucks and he basically had no one obviously obviously Pickett went out Trubisky came in and like he beat the Bucks convincingly like. Fans sometimes get spoiled and like maybe they they get they they, they think maybe a, a certain coach is boring or like if results go a certain way they think it's easy to just get a replace a head coach replacement. It's not. Teams actually shop for head coaches for decades. They never get a good coach. Like it's 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 not easy. And yeah. I think the Ravens have done a good job on that. Uh, a good job on that. I think they've only had three head coaches um, throughout the entire organization's history, twenty-six year history. I think. I think I think they've done a good job good job on that and hopefully um the everything starts like going on the app and like we won't get um fans asking for John Harbour to actually get fired. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Yeah, no. That wasn't me saying that he should or anything. I was just, you know, wanting your take on it cuz I know how fast football fans can turn on a head coach. Yeah, yeah, Dustin, yeah, I, over there. Dustin went Frank Reich out in Indy. He's like, he's, he's a spoiled <laughs> fan. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but to be fair, to be fair, the, the Colts, the Colts will do their thing this year. I'm expecting the Colts to do big things. I expect them to get to the playoffs and like maybe get past the Wild Card weekend. Yeah, you know absolutely. why? Two words, Maddie Ice. <laughs> 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 yeah, hopefully, hopefully he has ice in his veins when throwing that ball. Um, but for me, I'm excited about Jelani Woods. I think I think that's that's the player for you. I think that's the go-to for you guys. Obviously, Michael Pittman is is I, I, obviously he doesn't score that many touchdowns, which is crazy because he's is I think the number one wide receiver. He doesn't score that many touchdowns, but he's always Mr. Reliable on third downs, especially third and longs. He always makes these incredible catches that he should make, and I think he's very reliable for Indianapolis. I'm, I'm, I think he's up for an extension after this year. Hopefully, he gets paid big time. Yeah, or the rookie Alec Pierce, man, he's gonna be something to be, you know, a force here soon too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's something like six two. Is is out of Cincinnati? Is incredible. Yeah. Um, can you talk about the 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 Eagles? Um, 
six and oh six and oh the last time we saw a team um, um get to six and oh was obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2020. Um, Big Ben actually cruising with them. Um, they, I think they go to 10 and 0, and then like they just fell off the rails. I think rookie rookie year for Chase Claypool. I think he was incredible. He had something like 11 touchdowns that year. The Eagles are a different team. Obviously, the Eagles they're great on offense. They're great on defense. They're great on special teams. Their their running game is, I think, one of the best running games um, in the league at the moment. Um, their quarterback obviously is slated to. To be people have people have him shouting people are shouting him out for um front runner for mvp maybe top three um players for mvp um alex what do you think of the eagles man what, what do you think is the ceiling for them because like maybe they maybe they'll get to 11 and oh at some point but what do you think is the ceiling for them is 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 a divisional game in the playoffs at the the ceiling or just like winning the division and is and getting to the playoffs is fine um so i am totally buying into this eagles team i love what they're doing the aj brown trade was absolutely changed that entire organization um you know they were good before you know they made the playoffs last year but you add aj brown and it opens everything up and uh their defense is absolutely nasty james bradbury darius slay in the secondary uh, CJ Gardner Johnson with two picks on Sunday, uh, Sunday yeah. night. I am totally buying this Eagles team. I think there's a good chance they could be in the NFC Championship game, if not go to the Super Bowl. Um, I I already envision like a Eagles Bucks or an Eagles 49ers NFC Championship game. Like, and if it's in Philly, nobody wants to go into Philadelphia in the playoffs <laughs> in January in the snow and the cold and get hit by yeah. that defense and have to tackle that running game and AJ Brown. The Eagles are truly a scary team. Yeah, 100%. Like, obviously the Eagles, the Eagles are incredible. And obviously you say the NFC Championship game, you're seeing a 49ers, maybe a Bucks, um eagles game. Um, I'm thinking of Vikings game because the Vikings, obviously, I'm going obviously up in Minnesota to play in the playoffs. Obviously in the cold, it's also like nasty. And if they have Dalvin Cook back healthy, and obviously Zadaria Smith is up there now, obviously that's also a, a different challenge. Um, but Dustin, looking at the Eagles running game, which is, the, is like... It, it's the thing that has stood out for me. Obviously, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, those guys can play. Those guys obviously can catch the ball. And hopefully they stay healthy for the rest of the year because the Eagles will need them come the playoffs. But the running game is incredible. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, like these guys, like the like they're tough to bring down. Obviously, um during the playoffs, um, if they get to the playoffs and like they continue running the game the way that they have, obviously um Jalen Hurts can run the ball as well. But if these guys get to the playoffs and run the ball as they as they are currently, they're going to be a problem. How do you think the the, the running game is going to be big for them? Oh yeah. Uh the running game's gonna be huge, especially, you know, when you have to grind it out late in January going into February, you know, because I think that this Eagles team are Super Bowl contenders for sure. Mm -hmm. They're the second or third best team in the league behind the Bills. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and uh, any team with a, a running game that can take you late into January is dangerous because that's what you need, you know. If quarterback taking yeah. so many hits throughout the year and if you have a strong running game, it's 
it, it's huge. And you know what? Not to mention, credit to Nick Sirianni. I mean, you know, turning that team around. Well, I wouldn't say really turning around because they did make the playoffs last year, but making them even better, going out and getting A.J. Brown, like, Al- like Alex mentioned, that was huge. That was probably the best move in the NFL in a couple years. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, like, obviously, we spoke with Alex about this a, a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, the, the the number one wide receiver, it's it's becoming a big deal having that number one wide receiver, that Mr. Reliable that you can basically hit every single every single down. Obviously, Cooper Cup is that for the LA Rams. Basically, they have Allen Robinson who scored his first, first touchdown as a Ram, but he basically Cooper is the, is the man to go to go at every single down. You have to double him every single snap. Um, but the Eagles, incredible. And I think the, the big thing with Jalen Hurts is I think he can manage the game now. I don't think, I think he has taken down the like the, the an amount of turnovers that he, he, he basically had last year, which a lot of people gave him a lot of criticism for. And I think right now he can manage a game. And like if they run the ball when they need to run the ball, and if he can make those passes when they need to, obviously the screens, the running back screens, just incredible incredible because this offensive line is 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 incredible obviously they have jason kelsey who is a pro bowl center they have they basically have everyone they have um i think someone like malata who is one of the best left tackles this year for me and um i just think this offensive line can dominate defensive lines like all throughout the year and if this running game can actually kick in, we might see basically how the New England Patriots used to win the Super Bowls. I think, obviously, they had they usually had a, a good running game, a good defense, and they had Brady to basically um, basically control the game and like not not turn over the ball that much and like make passes when he needs to. I think I think that could be a recipe for success um, for them when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I always say this in today's, you know, they say it's a passing league, it's a quarterback league. To yeah, me, when it comes down when it comes down to January and bad weather and the biggest games of the year, give me defense yeah. and running game, you know? Yeah, 100%. And people thought they'd struggle without Zach at and Dallas Goddard is, is just doing basically the bare minimum and they're winning games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Basically, those are the talking points for for, for for today. Do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about before we leave? So, I would like to bring up uh, the let's see the the Bills win in Arrowhead over the Chiefs. Massive mm-hmm. win. Uh, this to me is the the biggest prove it game for me for the Bills, and to go into Arrowhead beat Patrick Mahomes. This win could do a lot. Uh, by the end of the year to determine who plays at home in the playoffs. And uh, Arrowhead, we all know, is such a tough place to go into and win, especially in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. so if if anyone, if you have to go into Buffalo, where it's likely going to be snowing and have to tackle Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis and these guys, Buffalo's mm-hmm. setting themselves up right now on paper. Bill's Eagles seems to be the Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, I think they're, they're going to be the the, num, the number one AFC seed, which is the one seed in the AFC, the, the Buffalo Bills. But I'm thinking, my thinking is, obviously, the Bills have tough games coming. Like, um, I'm expecting them to lose at least two more games. Obviously, obviously, the, um, five and one. Um, 
it's tough obviously they have they have teams in that division they have they still have to play the new england patriots twice which is mm-hmm. that yeah that, that, that's that's always massive regardless of where where they play um in new england or or, or basically in buffalo and I think I think the Chiefs are slated basically to improve. Um, I think I think they're, they're always one of the one of the one of the worst teams to play after a loss because Mahomes basically plays lights out after a loss, and I think when it comes to the playoffs, I think Mahomes will get the edge because um, they'll have that underdog mentality. These guys beat us in the playoffs, beat us during the regular season, and obviously they came to our home and they they thrashed us. So. I, I I think when it comes to the playoffs, Mahomes, so long as it's not in Buffalo, I think Mahomes has the upper edge. Real quick, a hot take. I think the Chiefs are about to be on a two-game losing streak. Really? Yep, I got the 49ers at home winning on Sunday over the Chiefs. I do too. Yeah. The 49ers at Levi obviously coming um coming coming up after um a beat down by the Falcons. Yeah. So that's gonna be who who's more upset about that loss and uh plays better you know it's like you know who who's gonna take that loss more personally and uh you know i i like the 49ers at home and the chiefs worry me i you know the chiefs are very talented patrick mahomes andy reed eric Bieniemy, travis kelsey but i think the chiefs are weaker this year than they have been the past three i think I, you think they're weaker Yes, I think losing Tyreek Hill is a big deal. And yeah. uh, for whatever reason, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast. Um, Patrick Mahomes, is he still the clutch guy that we all believe him to be? Because he yeah. had, uh, you know, he, he didn't get it done at the end of this game against Buffalo. And, you know, through that interception to Kyrie Elam. Yeah. And you know, remember what he did against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. I'm I'm starting to have some questions. I know Patrick Mahomes is great, but yeah. I don't think they're as scary this year as they were the last three. I could be wrong though. <laughs> yeah, he like I'm, I'm smiling like hearing you. <laughs> he, he is, he is, he is clutch. He is clutch. Obviously, the <laughs> Bengals was a fluke. The like. Like let, let me say this. I had I had the Bills in the in the Super Bowl last year against the Rams, and yep. I that's that's why I don't think the the Bills will get to the Super Bowl this year. I think they had their chance last year and they blew it. What? And hundred <laughs> percent. Like like that's 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 my that's my. I always like anyone asks me about the Bills getting to the, to the Super Bowl. I always tell them they, they were the best team last year, and they blew it. Obviously, the AFC has gotten better and. Right now, they're the best team in the NFL, but that, that's just my take on it. Um, I agree. For me, I agree. For me, I, 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 had, I had the Bills getting getting to the Super Bowl last last year. I think the Super Bowl, the Bills, if they beat the Chiefs, they take care of the Bengals, no problem. And yeah. they win, they get to the the Super Bowl against the Rams, and obviously had the Rams winning, and obviously the Rams the Rams won won the Super Bowl, etc. etc. But for me, I think I think my big issue here is. It takes time. It takes time. Obviously, they 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 have um this number one this this wide receiver that they drafted in the first round, Sky Moore. He hasn't stepped up at all. Obviously, he was terrible on special teams against the Colts. Um, I'm I'm expecting them to get better. Like I'm 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 basically taking a chapter from your book, Alex, which is do not underestimate the Chiefs like going forward because. This oh, is yeah. what Mahomes usually does. Like they last year, they started off terribly. I think there was something like 
I'm not entirely sure what the record was. I think two and one, like one and two, I think, to start the two year. Three, I think, yeah. Yeah, they, they had a terrible record to start the year and they, they turned it around. I think Mahomes had something like something like five touch five interceptions in the first like four or five games, which which is not not which is unlike him. I think I think I think they'll turn this around like Basically, come week ten, come week eleven, we'll be speaking about a very different um, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and it's a tough division. So whoever wins that AFC West is going to be, you know, ready for the playoffs. They're going to be very proven, and uh, you know, they shouldn't be surprised by the playoff intensity because that AFC West is like the playoffs every week. Yeah, yeah, and Dustin, Dustin obviously doesn't believe doesn't doesn't believe that I I, I think the Bills lost <laughs> their chance. Dustin loves the Bills. Let's get Dustin's take on these Bills. Oh man, you know, I think overall they had the most talented roster. I mean, signing Von Miller was huge. You know, he's completely did a whole three sixty on that defense, and that's the kind of guy you want going if you're trying to make a deep playoff run and trying to win a championship, and. To me, having him is just huge. You know, it was just like, you know, when the Chiefs last year signed Ingram, he changed that whole defense, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that that's what Bob Miller's doing right now in Buffalo. And, you know. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have I have one Miller for is my pick for defensive player of the year. I think he has like five sacks, um, obviously through the first six games. I think I, I think I think obviously he's a he's a big player for them, big player for any team, big player for any team on defense. I think that's that's how big of an big, how big of an impact he always has on a team that he plays at. And obviously the the big reason for him going to the Bills is he hopes to get a ring with them. Um, obviously it seems like the Bills are well on their way to get that ring. But um, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure why. Because on paper, they should get the ring. But I'm not entirely sure why I'm not entirely convinced that they can win in the playoffs and like when it, when it really matters in the Super Bowl. Maybe because they, they, they got to the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago and they lost and they, 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 they lost in the divisional round last year. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I... I, I I don't. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on the Bills. I, I think they had the opportunity last year and they blew it. That's that's me. Well, and a, a key, a key point to that though. Uh, both those losses in the AFC Championship game and in the divisional game. Do you remember where they were played? Arrowhead. Arrowhead. So if yeah. they and that head-to-head win on Sunday, if that leads to them playing in Buffalo this time, that could be yeah. the deciding factor. But I do agree with you. I got the Buffalo Bills. I think it's likely the Bills go to the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. I think they lose in the Super Bowl, and Bills fans are going to be upset because it's going to be the '90s all over again. Yeah, that'll be the fifth time that they lose in the Super Bowl, which is, <laughs> which is nuts. Like getting there five times and losing is nuts. <laughs> so, real quick before we hop off of here, I just want to say, as an Aaron Rodgers fan, man, I'm concerned about the Packers. You know. With them not yeah. going out to get some help, I think it's going to get real ugly in Green Bay here soon if they don't go out and get him a number one receiver. Yeah, yeah obviously, yeah, the trade deadline is coming up, which is we, we have to wait and see what Brian Gutekunst actually does in the market because the trade deadline is coming up and um, they, they need to get someone in. Yep. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you on the Packers. I think, I think, I think they're they're in trouble. I think, obviously, that division right now, the NFC North, nuts. Like the Vikings are coming. Um, obviously, we have to wait and see what the Bears do. But the Lions are also coming. So maybe, uh, maybe. Don't worry about the Bears and the Lions. Uh, you're good. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But Packers fans have to be worried. Obviously, it doesn't seem like there's, there's a Super Bowl in their future this year. I, I, I think every Packers fan can rule that out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um. But this this has been almost an hour, guys. We wanted it to be thirty minutes, but it's just always so much fun talking to you guys. Um. Basically, shout out to you guys and and your and your podcast, incredible, um, entertaining. Obviously, um, we were just speaking about before you came on air, um, the, about the Peter Vesey, um, interview. If you guys actually want to check out, um, the Peter Vesey interview with Dustin and Alex, you guys can check out their YouTube. Um, it's on video, so it's entertaining for you guys. I think it's almost it's almost an hour um worth of content you guys will enjoy it you won't regret it so um this has been the end um of our episode nfl 101 on the third world perspective um guys any shout outs any yeah shout out to you shout out to you pablo i love what you're doing i love your podcast um keep out putting the good work uh you know i love your what you're writing for dying sports as well uh follow you on twitter and uh you know, we're right in the heart of the NFL season, man. It's the best time of the year, so let's enjoy it. Oh, man. I, yeah, I almost shed a tear. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> man. I appreciate that. Yeah, Dustin, anything else before we sign out? <laughs> Dustin's already signed out, it sounds like. Yeah, I, th- I think we lost Dustin. I think we lost Dustin. But, but um, we appreciate... Uh, uh, go ahead, Dustin. Give a shout-out to you, Pablo, just like Alex did, you know. You're giving me an, an opportunity, just like he is, to live out a dream, man. Talk sports. That's yeah. That's what I love doing, and we're expanding the podcast, you know, with big interviews, and then and then coming on here and having a little small partnership with you is very much appreciated. Yeah, we yeah. look forward to it every time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and obviously this is this is the for me this is the best job on the planet. Like talking about sports and like just watching games on Sundays and talking about them during the week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to you guys and everything that you're doing. Um, I think this butt kissing will go on for a long time if we stay on air. Um, thank you guys, and I hope to bring you guys back on really, really soon. Awesome. Thanks again, Pablo. You're the man. <laughs>